Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glyn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello, hello, and we're back. This is He Shoots, He Draws with myself, Dave Clayton, and the man with the best logo in the photography <laughs> industry, Mr. Glyn Dewis. Hello, mate. How you doing? Uh, actually, mate, I'm a little bit tired. Seriously? Have you, not had, uh, yeah. have you not had your coffee today? No. Mate, call yourself oh. a professional. Listen, I've got just the brand for you. Oh, cool. Smooth. Strong. Hot. Photog Coffee is the filter coffee choice of photographers that for some reason feel the need to let everyone know when they're having a cup. Made from the rare full-frame bean harvested off the tropical island of Potentia and infused with cliché, Photog Coffee is for the photographer with little else to post about but wants to sound busy and professional. Photog Coffee. It's just a drink. That's good. That's good stuff. So, anyway, <laughs> we say we're back. Actually, it's a little bit odd this week because we, we get the feeling of um, deja vu. <laughs> and I'll explain that poor joke in a minute. But we actually, um, in in the interest of, of providing a good show, because, you know, we want to do this properly, the we've actually recorded this show already. And... Uh, for reasons that Glyn will explain in a, a small segment we're going to call Glyn, get it off your chest. Uh, <laughs> we're actually completely re-recording the ep- episode seven for you because we didn't want to put out an episode with, with poor audio on it. And uh, and there was a reason for the poor audio, which we'll explain. But um, Oh, yes. Yeah, we're going to jump into this um, this segment that doesn't <laughs> have a catch theme yet, but it's called Glyn, get it off your chest. All right, I, I, I'm going to make this as quick as I possibly can, but, okay, right, ready for this? I know you've heard this already, Dave. Okay, yeah. so two weeks ago, my computer had an update, all right? So I did the update, and it was all to do with BIOS, whatever that is. I have no idea. So I do the update, and then all of a sudden, a me- an error message comes up saying there is an error or there's a fault with the power button, cable, lead, something, or that needs replacing. And the computer automatically, this is with Dell, automatically generated what they call a service tag. So I was going to get an engineer. I just carried on working then as normal. I didn't have a clue there was any any problem with my computer. So last Tuesday, I'm going off to go and meet the kickboxer friend of ours, Steve Cook, to go and do a photo shoot. But I get a message saying an engineer is on their way. I'm like, what? I didn't know about this. So I cancel the photo shoot and the meeting, come back home, and I wait in all day engineer doesn't turn up so i am seriously impressed at this stage so they then rearrange for an engineer the engineer comes this past tuesday okay so in the morning i'm on the computer dave i'm working away absolutely (laughs) no problem with the computer whatsoever engineer turns up uh, and and he's going to replace a motherboard and a power all this kind of government the amount of boxes that i'd had delivered prior to him turning up i could have rebuilt 
a computer. And I'm just mm. thinking, hold on a second, I thought this was just a power lead. So then this guy carries, he starts then to do his his thing, okay? And I goes mm. downstairs, I thought, right, I'll leave him alone because I don't need to, you know, be hovering over him while he's doing it. So I go downstairs. While I'm downstairs, upstairs in the office, I can hear him talking. I'm thinking, surely he must be on the phone to uh, his engineer pals or something like that or somebody <laughs> at Dell. So I then come up to see if, if he wanted a tea or a coffee. But when I come up, he's not on the phone. This bloke's effing and blinding at my computer. <laughs> He's got it in bits all over my table, giving it a bloody, you know, just proper swearing at my computer. I'm like, oh, this is making me feel super confident now, right? Okay. Professional oh, service as well. Totally professional. So he replaces the cable. I see him do that, and he's proper swearing while he's doing it. It's almost like he was oblivious to me being here. So he's put it all together, goes to turn the computer on. Computer wouldn't work. Oh, hello, this is good. Uh, so then for the next four and a half hours, this guy's in my office trying to get the computer fixed. Couldn't fix it. And eventually right. he gets to the time where he goes, well, um, it's getting towards the end of the day. I've got to go home. I've got to go now. I'm like, hold on a second, mate. I've got work to do here. I can't, I can't, I can't just leave me no computer. And then my wife's come up, and obviously, you know, wives are very protective, and Annie's especially protective of me. She knows how hard we work and stuff like that. So she yeah. kind of uh, eloquently Muscles told me in. she wasn't happy. All right, he clearly got a little bit. Oh my god, what's going on here? And he kind of left sharpish, and that was it. So I get on the phone to Dell, talking to him, saying, "I need this fixed." And the guy, I can't even say. The guy on the phone was good. He was good. He was really helpful. Uh, yeah. And they arranged for an engineer who came today. So the guy turns up today um, and brilliant. I've got to say, I've got to give a good shout out because this this moan, if you want to call it that, could have been very different. It could have been extremely bleeped out, this could now, because it was just getting from bad to worse. But I if, think you could have developed Tourette's over this syndrome oh, mate, from, the, I, from the point up to I heard yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you know how bad it was because you were getting like one word replies to text. In fact, I yeah. think at some point you got emoticons and that was it. I just did yeah. not want to speak. But the guy, Richard on Dell, whoever you are, if ever he hears this, thank you so much because at one point, if he rang me this morning. To, bear in mind, I was expecting an engineer to turn up today. This guy rings me this morning and says, hello there, Glyn Jewis. Um, just to let you know, the engineer who was coming today, he won't be coming now. I'm like, you are joking. He said, <laughs> um, no, he won't be coming today. The part that we need hasn't arrived. So uh, are you okay for tomorrow? I'm like, this will be the fourth day that I can't use my computer. And at that point, Dave, obviously you can then start to get really angry on the phone. But, you know, where does that lead? Yeah. So, so, so all I literally just, all the air just went out of my body. And I went, Richard, listen, hear me, mate. I really need you to help me here. I really do need some help. I've gone to the photographer show. I've got to prepare stuff. I've got a podcast to record. I really need you to help me. And he said, leave it with me. I will see what I can do. Next thing you know, a guy phones me up. He's in Leicester, which is yeah. like an hour and a half away. He says, Glenn, I've had Dell on the phone. I'm coming down to your house to fix your computer. And he came along and, mate, this guy, he, he was a magician. And really? he, he did, he replaced, I mean, he had the whole computer apart and within half an hour, back together again, working. And he's even yeah. texted me this evening to ask me how is it going and everything, and everything's yeah. still okay, no problem. But the thing I was going to, didn't tell you, the guy who first came here on Tuesday and, and just naffed off with leaving me with no computer. Yeah. Obviously, I was still polite to the guy. I was, honestly, mate, hand on heart, I was polite to the guy. But I heard through the grapevine, I can't say where I heard it, but I know I know that he wrote his report up about last Tuesday and said that I chased him out the house. <laughs> I'm like, what? Do you know what I mean? 
chased him out the house. So we've probably got like a warning on our house now from Dell. <laughs> They're going to come armed with backup and stuff like that. It's like, oh, what? But anyway, listen, I'll just, all it was, I know the guy's name, Mark Camp, the engineer, the magician, the wizard who came today. Mate, if ever you hear this, you are a legend. You have absolutely saved my bacon. So this could have been a very different conversation, Dave. I could have been swearing like crazy here. You know, I could have sworn with the best of them. But thankfully, Mark has wound me in and obviously speaking to you, as I have to, to calm me down. We're game on. So shall we now resume the real part of this podcast? Yeah. And it's funny, we had mentioned in a previous episode about uh, obviously customer service and the way you comment and deal with people that yeah, if you yeah. shout and scream they won't look after you absolutely but you've mate. been you've been you know calm you've explained the situation we put a couple of tweets out just to kind of uh, you know grease the wheel but i think i think from what you've just said because i hadn't heard the second half of this story for anyone listening um that the guy you know you've reached out the guy's come and and he's helped you out and they've sent some really and he saved the day for dell so yes oh yeah totally do you know what it's, it's and i'm not a wise man as you know i'm pretty kind of basic um but when me and am are having dinner this evening i kind of talking about it and we're talking about the whole situation and it was really i yes it was terrible service initially from dell there was a real blase kind of oh well you know they're not gonna be there today uh, they'll come tomorrow like you know, like it's no problem just not working for the day. Do you know what I mean? This would have been the fourth day, and I, these words come out of my mouth. I thought I'm quite proud of that. I said, "People make companies, not products." Do you know what I mean? Mark, who came today, and Richard, who arranged Mark to come, they have saved for me. They've saved Dell. Now the reason I didn't post anything about this on Tuesday on social media, as could as I would have normally done, was because. I know what was going to happen, mate. I know that as soon as I posted it online, because I moved away from Apple, and yeah. now and I, I know, I know, and now I'm using Windows, somebody, somebody would have said, you should have stuck with Windows. And you know what? You know today when we, we posted it today? Thankfully, only one person, but one person, sure as eggs is eggs, posted it, should have stuck with Apple. It's like, oh, mate, yeah, come on. Apple, I'm not saying... Apple computers never break down. No, I, I had, I've had Apple computers for 12 years. I had two of them crash on me. Now, I don't care. I've still got an Apple laptop. I love Apple. Okay, but for my workhorse, Windows is more fit for purpose. It's not that I don't like either or prefer either. One is good for this. One is good for that. End of happy ending so far anyway. Fingers are crossed. Um, all seems What's good. that smoke coming out of the top of your monitor? <laughs> That's that's me stressed. Oh, but I'm all right. Well, that's, I'm all right, all right. that's good because that that is because we realised the last sort of few episodes we've been talking about loves and lows and things in the industry that kind of we like and, and irk us a little bit. And we realised we've probably been a top bit top heavy on maybe more of the lows on the seventy thirty. But we've had some good responses because people have said, "Yeah, I'm glad you've said that because that's always bothered me." And um, we've poked a bit of fun. You know, last week we did with our ad and. And I'm sure that a few people might might may or may not enjoy this week's. But was it the hog coffee? It's photography. It's it's just us poking a bit of fun at you know things that we see, and by all we you know we'll, we'll be the first to take people poking fun at us. Um, but yeah, so this week we sort of wanted to talk more about some positive things coming up and things from our past that were that were really good that we wanted to share that may resonate with you because it could be experiences you've had. But um, to start off, we're we're just gonna. Now you, we, both of us, when this episode comes out, we'll actually be in Birmingham yep. at the photography show. Um, well, I know we've mentioned it a previous couple of weeks, but it is actually this weekend at the NEC in Birmingham, UK. 
Uh, I'll be managing the live stage at the show for all four days and Glyn will be teaching there on the live stage Saturday, I believe. Yes, Saturday at midday. Yep, and it's a bit special for you, this one, isn't it? This, uh, Yeah, this is a little bit of history, this is, because um, my brother's going to be there with me, Liam, uh, and if anybody who's listening knows the kind of backstory behind that and why this is so important, uh, then you'll kind of get that. If you don't, I think we're going to maybe play something at the end anyway because yes. I don't feel like I could want to talk about it because my eyes might sweat and might, my voice might be a little bit funny. <laughs> so I'm going to play something at the end of this so that you know the story and why it's so important. But yeah, I'm on the live stage at midday. I'm also on the Flash Centre stand uh, doing two presentations every day um, for the Ellencrom guys. And I'm also on the Westcott stand and Sakonic doing stuff there as well. So, I, I, you know, mate, I am so looking forward to this weekend because it's not the gadgets, although I do need a new Peli case. Um, I need that. It's just it's just catching up with folks. I cannot wait to catch up with folks. Yeah, and it's nice because this it's like a couple of the other events we go to in the UK. There are we've got like uh, show friends. So there's people we keep in touch with on social media throughout the year, but we only really see them at the at the UK events. And there's some great people. And one of the people we're looking forward to catching up with that we are going to interview is the voice of our intro, David yes, McClellan. Yes. So he's the show reporter so he does all the live video and all the interviews for the show so looking forward to catching up with david um i say we'll be there for the four days there's loads going on there's going to be like thirty thousand plus people throughout the show over four days yeah our mate peter's doing the other stand as well isn't he the other stage yeah, Pete treadway's doing the great outdoor stage and i'm doing the live stage so each of us will be managing different uh photographers and speakers getting up and doing little half hour training sessions little segments some might be talks some might be actual live setups um but the half hour little mini shows uh so we'll be doing that then you've got the live stage with all the big names but me not being a photographer i can't remember them all <laughs> but i know some are important <laughs> um so yeah come down have a look come say hello to us because we will be there um but yeah so as, as we said this week we want to talk about some things that have influenced us in the past and a little some of it's a little bit of a of backstory as to why you know we are here we mentioned before we've known each other nearly eight years and you know there's there's a reason we're together there's a lot of people listening who don't know our backstory so it kind of just sort of i don't know cements friendships and community i think in this industry is is putting yourself out there and meeting people and and i don't know if you want to go first and and talk about there's one thing that i'm going to kind of just get out of my head before i forget talking about it um what you're saying there about the people we've met the friendships we've made and stuff like that one thing that i do get i did get asked anyway was because obviously both of us have done stuff with the guys at kelby one and we do that stuff and obviously when they were the napp one of the things i was get i got asked quite a few times actually was are they really like that do you know what I mean? Yeah. What you is is what you see on screen. Is that what they really like? And my story kind of really does kind of cement that. Yes, they really are like that. And Dave, my my story is that going back a few years now. Whoops, not my microphone. Then going back a, a few years ago now, um, there was a, you know a few things going on, family issues, stuff like that. My wife was going through a pretty bad patch. It was quite a quite a very low bad patch with her family. And at the time, my wife referred to me as her lighthouse. And by calling me a lighthouse, what she meant was that I was her. I was her safe place do you know what wasn't I mean? that your head was shiny and very bright and it is shiny now that's a bit low <laughs> you know that that's a bit low that i'll get back got a good memory um but she was she was calling me uh, her lighthouse because i'm a safe place so anyway so at the time that uh, that was kind of going on i remember matt kloskowski who's obviously a great friend of ours he had a blog at the time and, and i remember i used to check his blog every single day 
And that's something I did with his blog, with Scott's blog, with a few other little blogs as well, like the Strobis and stuff like that. I had like a, a daily morning read, almost like my virtual newspapers. And Matt's was one of them. So on this one particular day, I remember Matt did a blog post and he posted about half a dozen pictures. But he posted two variations of the edits of those pictures and basically yeah. said, look, here's some pictures I've taken. These are my favourites. Could you let me know which one do you prefer and why? So as I always did, and I always say to people, look, if you're going to read, if you're going to read a blog, comment on it as well because it takes a lot Definitely. of time to write stuff. So I always commented on blogs. I still do. So I commented on Matt's blog, and I didn't really know Matt at all then, apart from the occasional message through social media or whatever. And I posted a picture. I posted a message, and I said, look, the one I really like, Matt, is the picture. That, and it's actually a picture of a lighthouse that he posted up, and it was one from Portland in Oregon. Beautiful landscape picture that Matt had taken. And I went on to explain why, uh, and I obviously told him the story about Anne. You know the issues with the family blah 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 and then next thing you know think I've, i kind of left that comment next thing you know the next day i've checked and there's a reply not on the comment on the blog but direct email to me from matt i'm like wow i've got an email off matt kluskowski and he's basically saying look glenn thank you so much for commenting on the blog it means a heck of a lot when somebody tells me why they like one of my pictures and it's got a real emotional attachment to it uh, and also actually one, one thing i forgot to say was one thing i said in the reply to matt was that because my wife uh, has got this thing about lighthouses, I was going to go down to, uh, you know, down to the coast. There's a place quite away from us called Portland Bill. You know Portland Yeah, Bill. I've been there, yeah. I was going to photograph it, a famous lighthouse in the UK, as a picture to put in our house for Anne. Anyway, so I told that to Matt in the in the, the comments on the blog. So this reply from Matt basically said, you know, all that thank you, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, um, keep an eye on the post. Don't worry about Don't worry about Portland Bill. Keep an eye on the post. Oh, like the mail rather than the blog post. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was like, "What do you mean by that?" So I replied back saying, "Hi, Matt. Uh, great to know that you like my po- my comment, but I don't get what you mean about the post." And he says, "Just keep an eye on the post in the next seven days." And mate, I know you know this, but every time I talk about it, it still kind of blows me away. Literally a week to the day, this courier turns up, UPS or something like that, massive parcel coming out the back of the van, and Matt had actually got. I don't know how big it was. I mean, 24 inches, something like that on the long edge. A framed print of that picture he'd taken of the lighthouse in Portland, Oregon. Glass framed the whole thing and a note in there saying, Here's, this is for Anne. Completely and utterly gobsmacked. I mean, I don't know how much that would have cost, but that aside, just to think of doing that blew me away completely yeah. no that's that's a lovely gesture and uh, you know we've got to know those guys and uh and, and throughout the episodes i know we do the pair of us we do refer to scott and kelby one and that because because and i'm i'm about to explain some of that why we do um but it's not going to be like we're not going to be talking about them every week but we'll touch on different points where uh we've been involved with something with them the, i mean the reason why we're talking is again goes back to to the NAPP or you know which is now Kelby one and one of the things that happened to me um and, and later in life for me I mean you know I've been working and got to I wasn't even a dad until I was in like 40 41 and that was kind of when my life when my life really started to, to change massively and I was um I joined the NAPP I was a similar story to you trying to look for training for photoshop and um I came across them and I long story short I became an evangelist and I went out decided to save up and go to my first ever Photoshop world in 2010 which was we I did mention in the Alan Hess interview in uh, episode four yes which is where I met Alan and um, 
So yeah, cost me a fair bit and went over to Las Vegas, went to my first Photoshop world thinking, you know, if I meet one of the Photoshop guys, I'll be happy. In fact, Matt was the first person I ever had my photograph taken with at Photoshop World. All right. And um, yeah, I went along and thought I was going to be a, a little fish in a massive ocean. And, you know, I'd, I wouldn't get to see anybody do anything. And how wrong I could have been. You know, the first day Dave Cross I'm chatting to, and then RC takes me out for a burger in the evening. And he, they kind of knew who I was a little bit through the, the, the late Nancy that was uh, helping me with my evangelist stuff but anyway I, I wanted to meet Scott you know I'd gone all this way to meet the to meet the man and uh and and there is some backstory to this if you type my name in Scott Kelby's blog you'll find some posts that explain the, the, the bigger picture the bigger story um but I just wanted to meet Scott and say hello and I'm Dave your UK guy great being here at Photoshop World lovely to meet you he was very gracious five or ten minute chat went about my way and I thought great I've met him that's it I'm done put, put a fork in me I'm done and about an hour later, I'm in the elevator, going back to my room to get something. Scott walks in with Matt, and I hadn't met Matt by then, and because um, the photograph was was later. Uh, and I'm in the elevator. Scott's there, didn't even recognise me. I, I I may not have even been in the elevator. That and that's not to say he was being rude, but he didn't. You know, why would he know me? Don't you? Just well, he's going to meet he thousands was... of people over exactly. that time anyway. So. so so I was like, oh, I'm in, I'm in the elevator with Scott Kelby because <laughs> at the time you're a bit of a fanboy, and. Um, so anyway, I get back to England, I've had a fantastic time and I knew Scott was coming over a month, less than a month later for a seminar in London because I kind of had a bit of a moan that they hadn't come over and accepted, organised a gig at the um, Islington Design Centre. And I sent him an email and said, Scott, would love to have a coffee with you while you're in my country. Is Would you be able to find like half an hour for that? And he replied, do better than that, Dave. We're going to spend the day together. We're going to go out with the cameras and you're going to take me around London and you're going to show me the sights and we're going to take some pictures or make make some images. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't yeah, go hang on. There. Let me just have a swig of coffee <laughs> <laughs> photography. <sighs> so, um, so anyway, get this email back from Scott and he says, uh, yeah, we're going to meet up. Um, here's the hotel I'm going to be at. Come and meet me at this time on, on this day. And it was October the 14th. And um, he said in the email, and oh, this other guy's going to come along that I know that reads my blog in the UK. Um, his name's Glenn Dewis, and uh, you, you'll meet him. So I get in touch with Glenn and say, oh, I'm the other guy that you're going to meet. Let's meet at Paddington, go up together, and then we can have a little chat before we meet him. And and that's why this podcast exists. Yeah, we met under the clock tower. I had a carnation in my left lapel. <laughs> I had a pretty pink dress. <laughs> <laughs> and we just clicked like that. I've, I've never clicked with anybody. It's rare for me to click with someone like that. I've got some good friends, but that moment was the beginning it, it of... Is, uh, it is kind of incredible that when people who we chat to kind of all the time now, really, they, they do assume that me and you have known each other for like since school, well, yes, yeah, since school days, you know, sort of like, but not literally what eight years you say you're really good at yeah. dates. Not, it's but, not yeah, even uh, eight so, years. Not even eight years. I mean, we are literally. I mean, we use a phrase, don't we, that brothers, mother, mothers. I mean, you're, you know, you're obviously your dad's. People will know that your dad's no longer around, but your mom and just, just really did take me in, and I just I love it when they say, you know, oh, we're well, your family, and we we have got a, a proper proper brilliant relationship. And you know what, mate? If I can just butt in and say one of the things I love about this industry, the people I meet, and yeah, corny moment. I wouldn't have met you if I hadn't been in this industry. I wouldn't have. I've waited. So you said reckon eight years. So I'm forty six now. I wouldn't have waited 30, 38 years to meet my best mate. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I've got to thank this industry for. 
That's our that's our soppy moment. We've had to get, yeah. get it off the chest, but that's our soppy moment. Well, well, but yeah, game, you know, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all about those bears, huh? <laughs> <laughs> those aren't pillows. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was kind of one of those moments for me that I went from sort of not really expecting anything and got a best mate out of it. And you know, the stuff we've experienced, we're very lucky. We put a lot of hard work into it, and it does go back to in this industry. It's important to be gracious, friendly, um, appreciative, and you will make you will naturally make friends. And we've made some great friends through it, like Alan Hess, Aaron Blaze, you know, Matt, Dave, Corey. Um, you know, the, the, and when it came to both of us, were teaching at Photoshop World, and we went in to get our badges. And you you were taught before me, but when I was became instructor for the first time at you know my first public speaking gig at the age of fifty one. Um, and there was our badges laid out on the table and that was a real kind of pinch me moment because it was wow you know just a few just a few years ago it's it's all it's all memories mate isn't it all these things are memories i mean we know today when we re- we recorded this for the second time today is when ian monroe is flying out to tampa because he's got his uh, his own gallery viewing at the kelby one studios i mean it's just brilliant we just feel incredibly proud do you know what i mean because we you know we're friends with ian we've kind of you've really encouraged ian to move on you've helped him out massively um and it just feels great that's the thing about this whole industry it's not a case of what you know it's who you know isn't it and who you meet and this sounds corny. It's very, very much a bit, a bit, a bit of a contrast to previous episodes. But hey, you know what? Sod it. I don't care. I, I, I am really, really pleased with being in this industry for the people I'm meeting. Yeah, I'm. A, I mean, I'm a big, big fan of Pay It Forward. You know, I, I think you put good stuff out there, good stuff will come back to you. I know it sounds again a bit soppy, but I think you, you if you look around you, look around your friends that you've got, your community. Look at the the people you work with and the people, the people you think about when you're working or the the moments that you if someone you know says think of five great memories think about the people who make those memories for you and if you're lucky they're in your industry they're still in your life and they're the people that make you i think someone says you're an average of your five best friends or something yeah they, and they also say that you become those that you associate with that yeah. kind it's kind of a yeah. thing isn't it Do you know I mean? the power of association yeah and it, and I I love sharing. I, I love helping people. I'm you know, and you you the same. You help anybody, and uh, and you share things. And I love putting other people in touch with each other. Um, you know, our oh, podcasts. Oh, you should be a guest here. And I just try and put people together all the time. And I get great satisfaction out of it. And that's that's also funny. You mentioned the podcast there. That's actually one of the things I know that we've talked about with this mate. Is that this podcast isn't always going to be for uh, for interviews with people who are well known. Do you know what I mean? Because they people who are well known because they've been, you know, people have mentioned them and they've been pushed out there. So I would actually like to think, mate, that me and you, people that we know who are really good at what they do and they don't shout about it, they just get, I'd like to get them on here as well because it's nice to give people a bit of recognition. Do you know what I mean? That's Because we we had it, you know, we, we were pushed forward. Scott put a lot of trust in me. Uh, to go and present at the Photoshop Awards, which, which was my biggest gig, you know, going back going back then same with yourself i want to feel like i want i want to i want to be able to do that for somebody else yeah you know what i mean and the um, good thing is it shows you know when you listen to a lot of photography podcasts um in the visual arts chart on itunes where are we in that just out of interest uh, we were number one yesterday we've dropped to number three we were number one glenn number one yeah okay i've got a screen grab of that just so yes yeah, so <laughs> i've got a t-shirt already <laughs> um but yeah that's um i forgot what i was gonna say yeah then. i know but, well, I, yeah but i was actually a good thing because i was gonna dive in there you're sort of saying about uh you know paying 
paying back and all that kind of stuff. Do you know, one thing I wanted to mention, I've actually found this because when we recorded this the first time, I kind of paraphrased this particular uh, email that I had and I found it now on my website. Uh, and I want to just cover this now because this basically sums up, you know, like we talked about in one of the previous episodes that, you know, you, you get bad comments and you feel like you think, for Christ's sake, you know what I mean? All I'm doing is sharing stuff. And there's always somebody out there who is more than happy to just give you a really shitty comment. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Free's um, never good enough. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, exactly. And it kind of knocks you back. And, you know, I've felt like, like it before. You think, I just don't know if I want to carry on doing this. And we've met people that have kind of like thought, you know, they've been knocked about. There was a girl called Lorraine Jardim who I did a one-to-one with who was really being, you know, knocked about by getting all these kind of, the way she was being spoken to by the photographers. And what what I'm trying to get around, trying to say this the long way around, I appreciate that. But what I'm saying is that when we do stuff, you don't know who you are affecting. And I mean that in, in, yeah. a, in a positive way. So if you're sharing stuff on Facebook or whatever your social media platform is, or if you're posting stuff on a blog, you have no idea who is watching. And that's that That was the title of a blog post. Let me just check here. It was 23rd of April, 2015, when I did this blog post. And it, the title of the blog is, You Never Know Who's Watching. So I'm going to actually read the email out that I got sent through. This was completely out of the blue an email I got sent through, and I'll, tr- I'll try and condense it, but and you'll get an idea. Rather than me trying to explain it, this explains it. Right, so the email that I got sent through back then in April 2015 was, it says, Glyn, you probably don't know this, but a long-time UK friend of mine of more than 20 years just thought the world of you and your work. He didn't discover you in Photoshop until he was about 84 years of age, just wow. two years ago. But for those last two years, you brought him a great deal of what he calls busy. He used to call it to keep his mind alert in his cottage in Bakewell up in Derbyshire, beautiful part of the country. In fact, the only thing he enjoyed more was making his daily YouTube videos, 84 years of age, mate, Wow. Uh, talking about through the life of a senior citizen. And I think as many people knew him as Geriatric1927. That's actually his YouTube handle and his YouTube channel is still still there. It then goes on to say, anyway... I was just sitting here puzzling for the last few days over a Photoshop issue I'm having. And Peter's name, this is this guy's name was Peter Oakley. Uh, I'm having, and Peter's name popped into my head. And then, of course, yours. And I thought I'd drop you a line and let you know that what you did and still do with your YouTube Photoshop videos brought a lot of happy time and busy time to Peter. I don't think enough people stop to let others know that they've made a difference in people's lives. So I thought I'd stop, uh, I'd try to figure this out for a moment and just let you know you made an old man very happy in his last years. Peter was 86 when he passed away last March and I'm sure he's still busying away up there in heaven. And you know, when I got that, I can read that now and I'm okay. But when I first got that, you know, lump in the throat, I was like, wow. So the reason I tell you that, Dave, and the reason I kind of wanted to get this on the podcast is because we know, people that we know who listen to this, do go through bad times when you feel like giving in and you think, oh, I can't get I can't get the hang of this. I might as well give up. Do you know what? No matter what level you are at, there is always somebody who wants to be at that level. Do you know what I mean? Here we are, you know, and you're the same with me with your design work and me with my photography. You're always looking to kind of, I'm not going to say go to the next level, but you know no, what I mean? Don't you, you dare. Want, <laughs> you want to kind of progress. Do you know what I mean? We always do, no matter where we are, but there's always somebody who is who's not at the level that you are, regardless. If you've been doing photography for two days, there's somebody who's just started, who's looking at you going, God, I wish I was as good as that. So my message for this really I mean that that I'll always keep that. And I'm glad I did a big. Uh, I'm glad I did a blog post. So I've still got that. But it's whoever out there is listening to this, 
just remember you have no idea that what you're doing is is and it, I guarantee it is affecting somebody. And now me getting that email, mate, that means to me now I cannot stop doing what I'm doing. No matter how bad or how crappy a message I get of somebody, how much abuse I get on YouTube, because that is the worst place for 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 comments of people hiding behind a screen and just there. Yeah. You um, yeah, you troll. <laughs> yeah, the you trolls. Knowing that there are people out there, and this was proof for me, I can't stop. Do you know what I mean? So I just wanted to let that out there because, you know, that could maybe yeah. help And equally, if if you are on the flip side, and I've done this before, if you are the Peter of the story and someone's making a difference, let them know because, you know, all of us, all of us have good days and bad days. And I never, I never believe that, you know, the people who troll and are, who are evil on the internet, they're just pure horrible. They're, they're just, they don't deserve any good. But you know, to get a message like that every once in a while, if if you you know if someone's genuinely inspired you or helped you, just do the old-fashioned thing. Just write him a letter. Mate, I would just, have loved to have had a message off Peter while he was alive. I would have loved that. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, he didn't feel that he could, or whatever reason. But I'd so loved for him to have got in touch, so I could have. And I'm, I'd, have, I'd have gone to Bakewell to go and see him. I mean, how cool is that? And anybody listening, his hand, his hand off. I think we'll put a link to it, Dave, if we can, in the actual uh, website. Geriatric1927 is his handle on YouTube, and his videos are still live. Go back and look at his Peter's videos and look at the very first one he did. It is so incredibly sweet. I, I just wish this guy had been my granddad. He's, he's just what a lovely, lovely man that I never met. Yeah, same died same age as my dad. Oh, wow. As well, yeah. So that was quite a, that was a nice story. Um, it's funny because I've got a, as you were saying that, talking about paying it forward and doing things, I've actually got a friend who, he's not in the industry and I don't talk about him that much generally on, on things because he's not in the industry. But he's a guy I met a long time, like way before I knew you. Um, I met him in 1987 um at Watford Football Club how do you I'm remember good, dates just, how are I you so good at dates that. I'm just good at stuff like that and uh <laughs> and through a uh, a connection I I had at the time I I met this guy at Watford Football Club um I knew of him I knew he worked there because at the time I lived in Watford and Watford were a big family football club they were kind of the pioneers of of family family environment of football and and this guy Mike was was one of the people behind that. He was the marketing manager. And again, he was one of those people in your life where you walk in a room and just that little it's a little light. It's like you're meant to meet each other. It's what you do with it next. Yeah. And we we had a bit of a giggle. We got on. He, he's he's silly like me. He's got he's he's a, you know he's a little little boy in his. I mean, he's sixty. I think he's sixty five now. And. Mike sort of took me under his wing a little bit and I hadn't realised, but he just had this way of helping people. And I think a, a big part of that is comes from my dad and also a, a big part from Mike. And Mike was one of those guys that he could just get, not just get the best out of people, but he was good at getting people to push themselves. Um, and if you failed, he would it would always be, but you tried. And and you'd kind of pick it up and go, no, I'm going to prove, I'm going to prove Mike right. I'm going to do that again. And and I got to know Mike over time, and I I watched him, and it was weird because I watched him doing him doing this to other people around him, and never realised he was doing it to me, because he just had this way of being a good friend. And and one of the big things in my life that, um, well, two big things he did for me was I was quiet, shy, would never have done this podcast. 
I kept, you know, in the shadows. That was my personality, quiet shy. And he invited me to this, um, to a football match up into the hospitality suite. And all he said to me was, Dave, look, I'm a bit low on numbers. Could you just wear a suit? Come along. I need you to fill a spot at the table because I've got some sponsors coming along and I need to make the room look like, you know, busy. So I was, yeah, of course I will, Mike. You know, thinking I'm just going to sit there, get a free meal and watch a football match. <laughs> so I go along and sit down and he does the ground to him and I'm you know, sort of handshaking these people high. You know. Luckily, I didn't say my name because, um, again, I was quite quiet. I'd only speak if I was spoken to. So we sat around this table and Mike does his usual thing. Thanks for coming to what football club. Let's just quickly go around the table and, and say, explain who we all are and what we're all doing here today and our connection with the football club. So he goes around the table and I'm thinking, ask Hawks when he gets to me, you know, I'm at the end of I'm. I, I'm I'm gonna kind of gonna be the last person. He'll just gloss over it and go like, "Oh, this is Dave." No, he goes around the table and they all explain who they are. When he gets to me, he doesn't ask me who I am. He doesn't ask me what I do. He says, "Oh, and this is I can't remember the name, but it's something like." And this is Peter Johnson from um, Expo Plastics. So, Pete, do you want to tell us about how the company started and, and why you're here? And he put me <laughs> on the spot. And, and, I and you were nothing to do with Expo Plastics. I, I've made up name. <laughs> he used to, apparently he, this was his thing he used to do to people. So I'm on the spot and this is, I remember this so well. And I just had to come up with this story because I couldn't let him down. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to make him look silly because I knew how good he was at his job. He was a marketing manager and he, get, all his sponsors, all his customers love him. And he still works in football today. He still works for another football club. And that moment for me, turned a switch on in me that was Dave you have got confidence you just don't want to use it and he took that moment and ran with it and this man uh, he, he got me doing like other things he had me helping him do the, the match day tour and he'd always be pushing and encouraging and one day he says to me oh, I'm because Mike was a bit of a runner and he, he'd done New York Marathon London Marathons and he goes to me come out for a bit of a run with me and seriously I went out I, I don't think we've gone half a mile and my heart was ready to jump out of my face. <laughs> I, I was panting bright red, sat on the step of this wall. I'm like, <gasps> can't go on. Mike, come on, keep going, keep going. Then he just casually says to me, he's been in football, what are you doing on this day, April? And I'm like thinking, guy's got tickets for a cup final at Wembley. I said, Mike, that weekend's free for you, mate. So it, it keeps keeps me running. Bear in mind, this is January. We're talking about April. Four-month period. I could barely run a bath. <laughs> he gets me running weekly and then he's like, step it up a bit. Come on, you can get, come on, Dave, you can do the extra mile. Go on, keep doing the extra mile. And I'm like, and he, and he had this saying, he still says it, I know you won't let me down. I'm like, yeah, no one, no one wants to let Mike down. We're going to go in. And he goes, uh, and we got into sort of February and my running had picked up. I got some fitness, started to get about six, seven miles under my belt. And he goes, you're still free that weekend, aren't you? And I went, yep, sure am. I said, uh, cut final tickets, me thinks. And he goes, no, no, you're doing the London Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> we, won't use the bleep, we won't use the bleep machine, but we would have done for one of the two words I said to him. <laughs> and he said, I know you won't let me down. And I was like, no, Mike, seriously, that is like, that's a stretch too far for me. I can't. Um, but no, he said, I've paid for your entry. You're doing the London Marathon. So I'm like panicking. Get to April. I uh, can't remember the date. It was, it was early April. Done my training and I set myself a little challenge. Same day finish. <laughs> um, I wanted to finish it in five hours. 
and that was my target and set off at the beginning and you know again 26 miles is a long way to run when you've never done a marathon it's a long way to drive mate yeah my finishing photo across Westminster Bridge where it used to finish is me under the clock four hours 59 minutes 59 seconds no way I ha- I ran, I sprinted across Westminster Bridge to beat that time because I didn't want to let Mike down. I told him, with all, all the faith he'd put in me, I would beat five hours. No way! And I, and I beat it by one second, and I've got the photograph to prove it. And it was the most amazing thing. Other than having children, that was the most amazing achievement in my life. Do you know, do you know if I'd watched a movie... And that had happened, I'd go, oh, get real. Yeah. One second. I know. I, I, mate, I ran like you were. <laughs> how I did. It's really bizarre because I went on, and thanks to Mike, I went on to complete, take part and complete eight London marathons. Wow. Biggest achievement for, for, for a guy, you know, those who've met, met me, I'm bigger, I'm older now, but Mike. Mike did like 20 odd New York, New York's and 20 odd marathons at London's and if you saw Mike he's not athletic but he's got that he's got that thing and if and so the thing there's, is there's, it, there's clearly something about Mike mate that he sees not he's not only somebody who can drive and push himself but he sees something in people that maybe they don't see in themselves yeah and sometimes we do need that push we do need to listen to a friend or have people around us that encourage us because you know a lot of the experiences we've been lucky to have that you know is 80% hard work 20% sort of a, a bit of you know you make your own luck but the stuff we've experienced is because we've been open up people have had faith in us we've We've communicated, we've made really good friends and, and they've helped introduce things. And, you know, we, we're sitting here doing this podcast and we've got people sharing it for us and getting fantastic comments on iTunes. And, you know, this six and a half thousand people have downloaded our podcast since we started and we're only recording episode seven. You know, people around the world are listening to this who don't I, know I, us. And I just can't imagine you being that shy. Oh, mate. Speak. I mean, I know that obviously, we, you know, when we're sort of, when we go and do events, we kind of help each other out, don't we? We kind of give each yeah. other a bit of a pep talk and help each other out. And have you got everything you need? And we do the water on the tables and all that kind of stuff. And I know you were nervous, but I still can't imagine you being this really calm or quiet, reserved, uh, keeps himself yeah. to himself person. I can't imagine that. It's amazing. Mate, I bright ginger air. <laughs> when you got bright ginger air as a kid, not not these days, I'm more distinguished. But it's funny that you know that thing as a kid, that not my confidence. You know, I used to get a lot of, lot of stick in that. But and to some extent, I am still that person. I've noticed when I've gone out before and I've gone to a party or an event, I've actually felt myself slip back into the shadow a bit not be the center of attention i don't like that i like being part of a good group it's like when when you're funny with your mates and people say oh mate you should do stand up it's like no i'm not funny my friends make me make me have fun and there's a difference well they 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 kind of bring out the best in you is that what you're saying because i I look at you and i go god if ever i was organizing a party i would want dave to be there because people naturally gravitate towards you because you're funny i mean you're meeting liam tomorrow night mate don't let me down because i said you're funny don't don't turn up with your don't (laughs) turn up with your reclusive (laughs) quiet person side do you know what I mean? I want, I want, I want the lively, funny Dave there. Otherwise, my, my brother's going to really think, "All oh, right, yeah, he's a top bloke, him, yeah." Yeah, nice oh, one, thanks, dear. mate. You get around uh, with him, dear. 
But uh, <laughs> but I guess yeah, I don't know. We've still got I've still got plenty to do because I I my I'm not kind of saying Dave we need to wrap this up, but I kind of am saying we need to wrap this yeah. up uh, because it's now was it twenty to ten. Thursday night, we're leaving tomorrow for Birmingham, and yes. I've had a. Com- I don't know if I told you, but my computer hasn't been working for a few days, so Isn't I've got. <laughs> so I've got a. Few, I've got a few things to catch up on. So I don't know uh, how we can wrap this up, Dave. Anything well, that you want to? Before we do, oh, yes, yes. You're, you've got a tip. I've got. I've got a tip for people. Um, okay, right. Instagram. Instagram's on our iPhone, but it's not on our iPad. And unless you download a, a app called Grids or there's a couple of others, you can't use Instagram on your computer. I mean, when I say computer, I'm saying Mac because I don't know if this works on a PC. But if you've got Safari on a Mac and there was a couple of times I had some images on my Mac and I couldn't be bothered to transfer it to my phone to then put it on Instagram. And I thought, oh, I wish there was a way of, of doing this. And I remembered that when we did some testing once at a previous job, that you can set Safari up to mimic another device, but it's not open to everybody. You have to go into Safari preferences. So for anyone who's got Safari, I'll go through this slowly and you can rewind and listen to, but go up into the top top left. Now, obviously, again, I'm on a Mac. So you go Safari and go preferences and you'll have a window come up. And at the bottom of this window, uh, you have to be in advanced, by the way, Go to advanced and at the bottom of advanced, it says show develop menu in menu bar, tick it. And that sets up the develop side of Safari. Close that box, close that window. Now, when you look into the top area where you see Safari, file, edit, view, history, bookmarks, you've now got a new one called develop. So what you need to do is you go file new window. So just open a new browser window and then you go back up to develop and click on that. And the second option down is called user agent. And if you just hover over it, you get a list of devices and browsers in a window. You've got default, which is what you'd normally have on your Mac. The next one is a Safari one, but then you get three other options, iPhone, iPod touch, and iPad. If you select user agent iPhone, this new window you've just opened now thinks it now thinks it's on an iPhone. So if you go into, I'm going to type it out as we do it, Instagram, and it will come up as it normally does. But if you look at the bottom of the screen, you've now got the little plus that you use to add images to Instagram. So if you click on the plus, go and find your image, you can load it in. Now, the, the thing you can't do here is you can't apply any of the effects to it because you're not on the phone and the phone will behave differently. But if you just want to quickly add an image with some text and you want to get it on Instagram without having to go to your phone, just do this, go up to Safari Preferences, Advanced, click the Develop, open a new window, go back to Develop, User Agent, iPhone, go to Instagram, and now on the on the page on Safari, use the little tick at the bottom. You can add an image, add some text, that is okay. seriously cool, mate. That is seriously cool. Uh, can you? I don't know if you can get Safari for a Windows machine. Can you? I but, think you can. Yeah. I'm well, not I'm, sure I'll give how... that a go and I'll let you know see if that works as well. But that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. So it's a good little tip if you just saved. Like what the reason why I wanted it was because I quickly made something in Photoshop I wanted to share and I really couldn't be bothered to do the whole Dropbox or AirDrop or whatever. And um, I thought, oh yeah, I remember us doing that. We were test doing some browser testing stuff and it worked so i say it's limited but means you can do it so that's 
Dave's little top tip of the day. Dave's top tip. Maybe that will be a segment. Like my get it off your chest. That yeah. could be Dave's top tip. Uh, every <laughs> podcast, something like that. That would be pretty cool. All right, well, listen, mate, I, I have got to uh, I have got to disappear. I've got to crack on and get on with my prep for tomorrow. Although it's not that much. I've got to put a couple of slides together. Um, listen, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish off with that Radio 2 um, recording uh, before I go. So I'll, I'll explain what that is. In fact, before I go, Dave, I'll just let them know. Those of you who don't know, Jeremy Vine is a radio, he's a well-known radio and TV presenter here in the UK. He has a TV chat show or a current affairs show on Radio 2 weekdays, Monday to Friday. And every Christmas, one of the segments he has is where people can phone in to thank somebody in their life that's done something for them. Now, in 2016, just before Christmas, I was driving my car. I heard that come up on the radio. I pulled over and I rang up and I got through. And the recording I'll play is what I what happened on the radio. And that will explain everything about my brother. So I'm going to leave it there. Okay. Over, over to you. I've got two things. One, I only found out last year that Jeremy Vine is Tim Vine's brother, yeah, yeah, the yeah. comedian. I yeah. didn't know that. How far apart could they be? What Bizarre. You anyway, <laughs> before we go and before we play that tip, we will be playing a, a little message from uh, this show's sponsor, which is Rocky Nook. We've got an extra little sponsor this week, and I just want to say a big thank you because uh, we've been getting some merchandise done for the show. Um, some that I'm picking up in April at Creative South from Jack Prince. We've got some. We have some notebooks and some stickers. Uh, we've got some pin badges coming through, but we needed some shirts for the photography show with our logo on that we just wanted to wear for when we go and do some interviews and the guys at balcony shirts uh, .co.uk in Uxbridge top lads uh, QPR supporters legends uh, great tip they've got a t-shirt I want to get off them for, for the designers this one's for the designers out there it's, uh, it says the Kernin Society spread the word if you know what oh, Kernin no, is. No, I know what that is. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So they got some great fun T-shirts and lots of cool retro stuff that they sell off the shelf. But they, you can also get T-shirts and hats and merch printed. We ordered some T-shirts with them. And bless them, they printed us some stickers and a couple of mugs for, for us to drink our photography. <laughs> <laughs> so a big thanks to balconyshirts.co.uk for doing that because they are, they are top lads. Thank and you very so much, we'll be, guys. Yeah, we'll be wearing them at the show and we'll be hearing more from them in some time, I'm, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, we're going to play you out. We're going to say to Ra and so we'll see you at the photography show. Um, come and say hello to us. I'll be at the live stage in my photography show polo shirt. Glyn, you should recognise because he's on just look at his little face on the internet <laughs> um, and look at and look at his logo because he looks just like him. Um, so, yeah, we'll play you out with the, with the clip and say thanks for listening. Thanks for all the people who have left comments and everything and we hope you've enjoyed episode seven and we'll be back for a photo a post photography show show next week because we're going to be interviewing some people there cool brilliant stuff yep so that's it for this week we're going to wrap up we're going to play this message and uh see you next week thanks a lot folks catch you next week have a great christmas a wonderful new year and at midday it's jeremy with your bells ringing i love it thank you ken he's got four of them and he can make them ring simultaneously Jeremy Vine show now, almost bell free, but not quite. 
today. Tim. A special after one, your chance to thank the person who got you through 2016. Tell us about your crisis and the person who saved you. Anyway, here we are, our last show before Christmas. Can we believe it? And we wanted to hand over the last hour to you, the listener, and let you send a message of thanks to somebody who just helped you get through this year. Could be a friend, could be a relative, could even be a stranger, couldn't it, Barbara? It could who, be anybody. Yeah. And, and, you know, the lovely thing about this, and I'm really excited to hear some of the stories, and I've seen some of them, and they're so moving. We don't thank people enough, do we? And this is a great chance to say mm. that thank you that maybe you wish you had said. It could be a, a major life change like Glyn Dewis is near Oxford. Hi, Glyn. Hi, Jeremy. So you are thanking a relative. Yeah, I'm thanking my uh, 15-year-old nephew, Will. Um, long story short, I'm a, a photographer, I teach and I travel a lot and I tend to use social media as a big part of that. Uh, and at the beginning of this year, just completely out of the blue, when I posted a picture online, I had a, a comment come from somebody with the same surname as me, with Jewish, which is, you don't tend to see that often. No. Um, so I've sent them a message back saying, Dewis, question mark, and he replied saying, I, I'm your nephew, Will, that you've not seen for 15 years since I was a new baby. Um, now, we'd, there's been a family rift, and I've not seen any of my family for coming on 15 years now. Um, and Will went on to say that my dad, which is obviously my brother, um, follows, you, follows what you do. He's very proud, and he'd love to see you again. And um, because of that, I spoke to my wife, Anne, and we did end up um, catching up earlier on this year, around April. So because of his brave action, because he didn't know me, he didn't know what kind of reaction he'd get, because, you know, he'd never spoken to me, he was only a little baby when I'd first seen him, when last seen him, um, his brave action has actually reunited the family, so this really is quite a special Christmas. And and I'm guessing, I won't ask about the, the precise rift, but I'm, I'm guessing it doesn't seem that important now. It doesn't, um, it's, it's just, it's one of those things, you know, every family has issues at some point, I'm sure, but... The thing with this one is that my brother Liam, um, we'd always been very close and he'd never done me any harm. He was just, a, I guess, a victim of circumstance with me having kept away from everybody just as a bit of self-preservation. But my wife was very encouraging that I do get back in touch with Liam because he'd done no harm to me. So thankfully, uh, because of Will's brave actions, I've now got my brother back. I've got a wonderful sister-in-law and, uh, <laughs> excuse me, and... Um, Nephews Will, Ben, and Shannon. Oh, beautiful story, Glyn. Thank you, Barbara. Isn't that great? Do you know what's lovely about that? It's so often that we hear about what a nightmare teenagers are, and that young man sounds like a very brave young man. If I were his parents, I'd be really proud of him. And it's funny how the it's the fifteen-year-old who he was born around the time of the so-called rift, and he doesn't have any sense of it at all because he's the next generation, so he sees it as it is, which is, it's not very important, and let's all be friends. I know it's lovely, isn't it? Because so often these rifts in families can last years and years and years, and there's so much history there. Take someone new to come along and, and sort it all mm. out. Thank you, Glyn. All the best to you and your family. Happy Christmas. 